Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. Hello, I'm Stuart Willey. Today, unprecedented. It's a word that gets bandied about far too often. But this year, half the world will be voting in elections, and that's unprecedented. We begin in Japan, where a 7.6 magnitude earthquake has hit central parts of the country. The big shake and more than 30 others were enough to destroy buildings and caused some residents to flee coastal areas. As we record this podcast, no casualties have been reported, but people are trapped under rubble. Evacuation orders were issued for coastal areas as tsunami waves reached three feet. Authorities concerned they could reach over 16 feet high. But as the evening came, the warnings were downgraded. Tim Horniak is reporting for The Times from Nagasaki. On the Japanese intensity scale, it's uh, a seven, which uh, rates so so powerful that it can destroy some buildings. So that's very significant. Uh, we've seen footage and images already of buildings uh, in the region that have been knocked down. These are mostly older wooden structures with the Japanese tile roofs. Uh, you can see them in, in agricultural areas. That uh, So those collapsed, uh, that means uh, I expect to see Uh, more reports of casualties coming in. So far, they've been very minimal. Huge fires have broken out in the Ishikawa region, and Japan's Prime Minister has warned more quakes may be on the way. There's continuously updated coverage of this story on The Times app and the website at thetimes.co.uk. It's now 2024 all around the globe. Happy New Year. It's a year that will see billions of us voting in elections, a massive democratic exercise. The great American writer Walt Whitman called himself the poet of democracy and wrote about a ballot shower from east to west and the paradox of a swordless conflict. We'll come to the United States presidential election in a moment. Four billion people live in countries where elections will be held. Indonesia, Pakistan, Mexico, Bangladesh, even, probably, here in Britain. But one of the earliest elections of the year promises to be more consequential than some of the others. It's consequential because it could plunge the world into a new world war. I'm talking about Taiwan. It goes to the polls in a fortnight. Brian Ho is a journalist in Taipei. China has threatened Taiwan militarily for decades, claiming that Taiwan is an integral part of its territory. And so then in the past few years, we have this escalation of threats, uh, air incursions that occur on a daily basis, naval activity and so forth. Taiwan has never been part of the People's Republic of China, but in line with this kind of claim or expansion of its uh, territorial claims and history, then the claim is that Taiwan has always been part of it. And so this has continued and these, uh, this has overshadowed Taiwan's democracy for decades, these Chinese threats. So any formal announcement of independence could be met with invasion, and that could draw in Japan, South Korea, and the United States. Taiwan's election, though, is relatively smaller than many of the 70-something other elections going on. One of the largest will be in India. After 10 years in power, could Narendra Modi be standing again? I asked the Times reporter in Delhi, Amrit Dillon. There's absolutely no doubt about that. His his credibility, his popularity ratings in the country are quite extraordinary for someone who's been in office, as you said, for almost 10 years. Uh, certainly he will be in the running to be prime minister for a third term if he wins. And India's election is huge. 
the scale in every respect is simply massive. Um, I haven't got the exact figure, but we're talking about some 900 million voters. God knows how many um, millions of ballot boxes to get them across every mountain, forest, river, desert, jungle, to the remotest areas so that every registered voter can vote. It's phenomenal, the scale of any Indian election. For another country's election, it'll be the scale of attention paid that will be phenomenal. The world will be holding its breath as the United States votes in November. With 309 days to go, we asked the Times US editor, David Charter, to pull out his crystal ball. I'm going to say that Biden will win the 2024 election. And I do think that's because there will be uh, once again, a billion dollars spent on this election as as in 2020, and people will will be reminded of the Trump that they that they didn't vote for. As they say in America, it's it's a coin toss. I could I could have come and easily argued the case for Trump, but I'm going to stick my neck out as I say. It will be decided once again in just a handful of states by really quite a small number of voters. So they're going to be absolutely hammered by advertising Mm. throughout the the second half of the year. Your prediction may be completely different, but we'll continue to bring you the big stories here on The World in 10 every day throughout 2024. As the calendar flips to a fresh year, you know what comes next. New Year's resolutions. And one resolution that tops the list is being healthier. Whether that means losing weight, exercising more, or quitting a bad habit, it's all done in pursuit of a longer life. Five people who have seen more New Year's parties than most are the Tutte siblings. They currently hold the world record for the highest combined age of five siblings, which stands at a whopping 496. Their secret... Go easy on the wine and cheese. As the Times reported, David Shazan told us. Paulette, the eldest, is 103, and Philippe, the youngest, is 96. Now, they all live quite close to each other. It seems that they've led fairly simple lives. They come from a working-class background, and they've had manual jobs. And asked to explain their longevity... Paulette said she thought it was just that they come from good stock. And she said that uh, none of them had overindulged. While the rest of us might not have won the genetic lottery like the Tutte siblings, there is a case to be made for the quality of the French lifestyle. What the French have is uh, a certain je ne sais quoi sort of lifestyle. They have short working hours, long holidays, and they're famous or perhaps notorious for their leisurely lunches. And they also have a relatively low incidence of heart disease, despite quite a high fat diet, a burgeoning love affair with fast food. And of course, the French fondness for cigarettes is well known. The country's sometimes called the chimney of Europe. So Put all this together and look at their overall pretty good health. And this is a phenomenon known as the French paradox. So perhaps a little je ne sais quoi is what we all need. Doing as the French do may be the best way to make your 2024 a little bit healthier. But we wouldn't recommend the smoking. 
There's a lot to look forward to in the world of sport this year, but we stay in France now because the biggest event will undoubtedly be the Olympic Games in Paris. But it hasn't been the smoothest ride towards the Games for Parisians, despite President Macron saying Paris will be the people's games. Price hikes are expected from hotels to the metro. We heard from the Times reporter in Paris, Adam Sage. He told us the authorities are confident the Games will still be a success. At the moment, the, the main view, if you talk to Parisians, they'll moan about the, the roadworks. They'll moan about the fact of having to have QR codes to get into the zones around the stadiums. They'll express concern about the terror threat at the Olympics. The, France, on the whole, uh, has proved in the past pretty good at, at organising major sporting events like the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, the Football World Cup in 1998, the Rugby World Cup um, this year. So the authorities say, look, we've done very well in the past. We'll do very well again. Um, This time, the the Olympics will be a huge success. And when it comes to it, um, the French will stop complaining and enjoy themselves. Many of Paris's picture postcard attractions will feature in the Games, from volleyball by the Eiffel Tower to horse riding in Versailles and water events in the River Seine, which will also hopefully hold the opening ceremony due to be in a, a completely unprecedented ceremony to the extent that it won't be held in the stadium, but along the banks of the Seine uh, with the, the different teams, the different countries being carried down the river in boats. If it works, it should be absolutely spectacular and magnificent. But one event will be taking place much further away than the rest. Surfing will be held in Tahiti, over 9,000 miles away from Paris. We'll be keeping you up to date with all the Olympic action later this year. Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow.